Alrighty, why don't you find a seat? It's good to see you all this morning. Isn't it so powerful having the 180TC guys here um, doing testimonies? I know for me it's always a highlight Sunday when, you, um, when God takes someone broken and their life is turned around for Jesus. Isn't that so cool? And we've got so many stories in this room of, you know, brokenness that God has turned around. And um, through His Holy Spirit, and I wanted to honour you guys like Ben has this morning. And so there's very a lot of courageous. It takes a lot of courage actually to do what you guys have done in such a short period. And I just want to honour you and say that is awesome. And God loves you so much. And I know the 180cc girls. They have a girls program. And so when Ben and I were there recently at the chapel, there was about eight girls there as well. And that program's growing as well. So the whole um, ministry of 180cc is phenomenal. And um, we love supporting them as a church. And isn't it? Wouldn't isn't the best way to support is people like that, people that are going through brokenness that need help, and go to other things. But we know Jesus is the answer. Amen. Jesus is the answer. And the world right now is saying no, He's not. But we know that He is in so many areas of our lives. And so this morning I'm going to be speaking. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and we're a Pentecostal church. Come on, somebody. We're going to be flying around the room in a moment. we got Mama Sue up the back. going to have the, the hanky going. We're going to have the flags up the back. and <laughs> Not really. Not really. But, you know, Pentecost Sunday. What is Pentecost Sunday? And, you know, we are a Pentecostal church, but Pentecost is for all, all Christians. Pentecost is for all Christians. In the Hebrew Bible, Pentecost is an annual harvest festival that occurred seven weeks after Passover. It became an important Christian holiday after God poured out the Holy Spirit upon the Jerusalem church on the first Pentecost after Christ's resurrection. That's when the church was born. Christian tradition has remembered Pentecost as the day God sent the Holy Spirit to the church. In the Christian calendar, Pentecost is 50 days after Easter. It serves as a commemoration of the coming of the Holy Spirit and the founding of the local church. The day of Pentecost carries important significance as the inaugural occurrence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Pentecost Sunday is kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And we are a Pentecostal church, but it doesn't just mean that we believe it because we are. All Christians, the church was started at Pentecost. The church was started. I just want to read something from our, our national president, Wayne Alcorn, and who put this up this week on, um, on our ACC. It says this, The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not some bizarre doctrine that a certain part of the church conjured up. It is the promised gift of the Father, His power from on high that He's given to His church. Jesus gave His disciples specific instructions on how to prepare for it. He said, I am sending... The promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. That's from Luke 24. Jesus was clear that until the power of God is upon you, don't go anywhere. Then he told them after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, don't stay, go. Once you receive his power, you'll become his witnesses locally and to the ends of the earth. Only a few weeks earlier, Simon Peter had denied Jesus on the day of Pentecost. There was a shift within him from someone who would deny Jesus to someone who would declare him boldly. He had received the power to be a witness. So the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Acts chapter 2 describes the phenomenal events that happened on the day of Pentecost. A bunch of defeated people were waiting and praying really quiet prayers. Suddenly there was a sound of a mighty wind from heaven and they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. You see, fire is contagious. A small flame can start a major blaze. In that moment, the church was birthed and spread like wildfire across the globe. They also heard something they'd never heard before. They all began speaking in other tongues. It was a spirit-filled prayer language. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, it turbocharges your prayer life. God's Spirit is poured out to build up and empower, to reach a world that He loves. Great Sunday services are not only the reason for this outpouring. The end game is that believers be empowered to reach the lost. When God is doing, what God is doing is because of an extraordinary work of His supernatural power. I am convinced that if God can use me, He can use you. And it's not by our might or by our power, but if we're going to expand the kingdom of God, we need kingdom power. We need another Pentecost outpouring. Ho! Amen! You know, our national conference, we were at our pastor's national conference, 3,000 pastors and leaders in the ACC all around Australia met on the Gold Coast and we had the most amazing Holy Spirit-filled conference that I've ever been in, where God had moved in power and gave new dreams, new visions, new visions for the future. And I'm about to read Acts chapter 2. We can't do Pentecostal Pentecost Sunday without reading Acts chapter 2. So we're going to read Acts chapter 2. Is everyone all right this morning? So I hope today that you're ready to be filled again with the Spirit, for the outpouring of the Spirit to change you, to give you vision for the future, to empower you to live this Christian life. You see, I see the Holy Spirit as the oil. It's the oil in our lives. An engine doesn't run without oil. It becomes stagnant. It stops running. So as a Christian, we need the Holy Spirit's power in our lives, in your marriages, in your children, in your relationship with your children, in every aspect of your life, you need the Holy Spirit's power. Amen. Acts chapter 2. We'll go through this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these us speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, I think about that, Pontus and Asia, and all the other names, Egypt and the parts of da, 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 Rome, 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 come on, all those Asian, uh, European areas. <laughs> we, where's the Aussie version of this? <laughs> Bathurst, Orange, Dubbo, Newcastle, <laughs> Moree, Wagga Wagga. <laughs> Come on, let's make this Aussie. We haven't need an Aussie Bible. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. And you know, as believers, we can be sceptical, hey? 
I know I have in the past. But who knows what God is doing in somebody? They thought they had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. (laughs) Marty's probably met a few people at nine in the morning drunk, haven't you, mate? No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Peter got up in that meeting and and preached out of Joel about seeing forward about seeing in the future. I will pour out my spirit on all people. And what he was saying is what is happening right now is this prophecy. This is what is happening right now. So at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out and they began to see visions. They began to prophesy. And I love this because it says sons and daughters. And even on the servants. So every single person can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every single person can have the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just for the elite Christians. All of us can have the power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, do you still believe? Do you still believe? Are we skeptical Christians? Are we sitting there going, are they drunk? Or do you still believe this morning the Holy Spirit's power can be outpoured today? I've been inspired this week just thinking about this going, I have been skeptical at times. Sometimes, you know, you, you see something and you someone's testimony and you go, oh, why didn't that happen to me? Or why isn't that happening there? And I've been skeptical and I've been stirred this week to not be skeptical, but believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, that He can change situations in your life. He can bring you out of the pit. Come on, somebody. Faith and belief is not a knowledge thing. Faith and belief is not always just a heart thing either. It's both. It's both. Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is confidence of what we hope for and of assurance of what we do not see. That's faith. You know, I was thinking about a couple of stories of in my life and what how the Holy Spirit's moved and um, when I was in youth I went to a youth night and I always mum used to give me like 10 bucks you know it was Maccas and you know remember Maccas were under five bucks you could get a decent meal for five dollars at Maccas that was kind of the going rate so I had five dollars for Maccas and five dollars for I don't know a snack or, or something else and so I got sent off to a youth event with 10 bucks and for some reason, I misplaced it. I must have left it home or whatever. And I got to this youth event and I went up to the pastor that I was with looking after the youth group. And I said, I I've, I've, don't have any money. Like, we're all going to Macca's after. The bus is going to Macca's. I've got no money left. I don't know. I forgot it. And I thought he would say, hey, have some of mine. Or, you know, he'd go, ask your friends. 
you know, share your chips or something like that. No, he didn't. He said, pray. Why don't you pray and believe for some? I was like, oh, okay. So I remember praying to God. I'm like, God, please, can I have some money? <laughs> so simple, right? I didn't want to miss out, Maccas. And I prayed for some money. I thought it was really dumb. I thought it was really stupid. I walked out the door at the end of the meeting and there's a guy on the door with $20 and he goes, I think this is for you. Never met him. And I look back at that moment and thought, that's how I know God is real. And have a small bit of faith and he can provide or he can see something come into your life. Just have a small bit of faith. And so my encouragement today is, do you still believe that he is able? The 20 bucks. You know, you might be in lack or you might have a financial thing going on. Do you pray? You might need healing in the body. Do you pray? It's, it's something we sometimes forget to do and it's so important. And I believe he will also still show wonders. In Joel, he says that, I will show wonders in the heavens above. And then today, this is what I believe it looks like. Psalm 103 verse 1. Praise the Lord my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all His benefits. And these are the wonders today. He forgives all who sins. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. All of everyone who's getting, you know, we're all getting older. Who loves that verse in the Bible? He renews your youth like the eagles. He forgives your sins. Psalm 103.12 As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Through Jesus and by his Holy Spirit, he has forgiven you of your sins. Isn't that amazing? Just let's think about that for a minute. All the stuff we've done, all the sins we've committed, He's forgiven them. They're gone. They're gone. That is such a wonder from heaven. But if we, but if we freely admit our sins, when His light uncovers them, He will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive as our, us our sins because of Christ. And He will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. And now out of Psalm 103, another wonder that he shows is he heals your diseases. The Lord heals spiritually, physically, and he heals your mind, in fact. He heals every area of need in your life. Amen. You know, there's a, you know, we had a pandemic, a COVID pandemic, but I tell you, in the last few years, there's been a mental health pandemic that's been running wild. And as pastors, and we've heard about a lot of situations and a lot of things that have been going on, and it is, it is crazy, some of the mental health that's out there, just people that thought they would never get them. They wouldn't be susceptible, but it has got them. And I want to encourage us today that He heals all your diseases. You don't just have to have cancer for God to heal you. He can heal you of all your diseases. Let's believe. Let's believe again. Jesus heals a blind man in Bethsaida. 
Mark 8 verse 22, And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes, he laid his hands on him and he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. (laughs) I love that. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. It's a bit quiet in here this morning. So many Pentecost Sunday people, you should be yelling at me, standing up, shouting me down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we can see wonders from heaven. We can see it. Today, it doesn't have to be 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, you will do more than what I've done. We can see it. We can see it. Romans 10.9, if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. A reminder today that if you believed him in, believed, if you believe in him, he has saved you. He loves you today more than anything. And his power is here for you today. More than you know. So my encouragement today is do you still believe that his power is within you? Because it is. It is. It is within us. Men and women, servants, free and slaves. It's within you. It's within all of us today. In Jesus' name. He is good. Remind yourself every day that He is good. He is your Father in heaven. He wraps you in goodness. He wraps you in goodness. He renews your youth. I love this in Psalm 103. You are always young in his presence. You are always young, Sister Mary. Come on. (laughs) You even sound younger when you did that. (laughs) Your spirit does not have to grow old. Keep our hearts fresh in God's presence. Keep young in spirit. You're always young in his presence. My prayer, actually one of my prayers is, God, may I not be old and angry. May I not be old and grumpy. I'm serious. I don't want to be that. May I be young in spirit when I'm pushing that frame, you know, (laughs) hobbling along. May I be young in spirit. May we be young in spirit. And we can with the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly today, He has poured out His Spirit. He has poured it out. John 14 Verse 15 to 17, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, if you love me, keep my commands and I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. Then in Acts 2, it gets poured out on them. The Holy Spirit has been given to you as a gift to enable you to live an overcoming and a faithful life. He dwells within you. And as you yield to His leadings in your heart and are obedient to His promptings, He transforms you into the likeness of Jesus to become a powerful agent of change to the world around you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
This is a quote from Billy Graham. The Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people. It makes us yearn for God and takes spiritual truth and makes it understandable to us. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Romans 8.11, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. So today, everybody, I think we've clarified that, that it's not just on a few people. Everybody here today, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is on you. It is on you. The power of the Holy Spirit is in you to bring change around you. You know, Al and I have been watching this TV show on Apple called Ted Lasso. Anyone watch Ted Lasso? Oh, okay, a few people. All right. Let me tell you about Ted Lasso. He is an American football coach that gets a job coaching an English Premier League team. Soccer team. Yes, yeah, that's all I thought. And when Al, when Al said, let's watch this, I kind of watched the trailer and was like, no, really? Anyway, but then we got addicted to it. You get anyone else like that where you start watching a show? And Anyway, Ted Lasso is the most encouraging brother you've ever met with a southern accent in England. <laughs> but he is so encouraging. And I'm watching this show and I'm like, he's more Christian than a lot of people I know. And the players hate him. What is this joke? The crowd yell at him. They hate him. And he never reacts. He just starts loving all the people around him. And Ted turns everyone around. And the team becomes a community. I encourage you to watch it. It's really powerful. It's a really powerful show. There's a few rude moments, so I'm not... Don't, don't say I told you to watch it, okay? <laughs> don't watch it with your kids, <laughs> please. <laughs> but <laughs> Ted is so encouraging. And I actually sat there, and one, one episode I had a tear in my eye because he was actually so encouraging to the people around him. And that's what we should be like. When we live with the Holy Spirit in us, we become an encouragement to others. We can help others. Even though we might be going through something, we can look outside of ourselves and help others. And that's what the Holy Spirit is meant to do in your life. For your families, they've got to see something different. To your friends, to your colleagues, do they sense there's something different about you? Because you have the Holy Spirit to bring change in your world. And He works through us as imperfect as we are. And that's why I talked about forgiveness of sins, because sometimes we walk around and go, who am I that God would use me? Does he know what I've done wrong? I just want to encourage you if, you. if you go to God and ask for forgiveness from him, he will forgive you and he will use you in a powerful way. So let's be Ted Lasso's this morning. Go home, watch the trailer. You'll love Ted. He's a great guy. <laughs> but right now, I wonder if we can all stand and get the team up here. Thank you, Jesus. This is what we're going to do this morning. We've got a few minutes left. We're going to sing an old song that, um, it's not old, old. It's just a bit old, 80s old. 
like, you know, 40 years old or something like that. <laughs> it was back um, when I went to Youth Alive and we used to do the song at Youth Alive and it's the most simple song you've ever sung in your life. But um, we're going to sing it this morning and then we're going to just, I want you to start believing um, for something that you've been believing for. While we're singing the song, I don't, we're not going to come down the front, but I want you to have your moment with God. And I want us today to leave this place filled again with the Holy Spirit, know that He is with us. And Pentecost Sunday and Pente- being a Pentecostal is not just about their experience. It's not. It's about living a life filled with the Holy Spirit. So we can jump around as much as we want, and I love how we do that. It's expression of joy and expression of worship, but that's not what being a Pentecostal is about. That's actually not what a Christian's about, to be honest. It's about living with the Holy Spirit in you. Amen. So let's sing this song.